Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 516 contains co-host Dahlia D, Big Problems, Another Dangle Crush, and an interview with the exquisite Addison James. Warning. This show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 516 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for the first episode of 2024 is the beautiful goddess from the Great White north she is your manitoba maple syrup maiden your saucy sex pot from saskatoon your thick thumba from thunder bay the bitch and concubine from british columbia this is getting longer just so you know (laughs) the perfect vagina from regina and the pro twerker but the anti-squirter from alberta some call her barbie because she's a real doll yeah it's dahlia d how are you doing (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you know what i love that you just slid in like a quick little hey guys here's how you actually pronounce her name yes i love that little mnemonic device thank you I do <laughs> to get everybody up to speed with how to say people's names, even though I screw those up all the time. Yeah, I get yours wrong, like, constantly. Understandable. It is a very difficult name to get correct. Dork Dingle? I mean, it's tough. I have heard at least 20 to 25 versions of my name. <laughs> I'm not lying. It's, it's one of those ones that's so, like, parodyable, though. Right. That's why. Yeah, I do get that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, how are? Happy New Year, first off. Happy New Year. Yeah, and happy I haven't New- heard from you since last year. Right. <laughs> I'm starting to get worried. Uh, I love those jokes so much. <laughs> <laughs> and Happy New Year, of course, to Pervert Nation. I know we are a couple weeks into. New Year, January 2024, but uh, I decided to take a little extra week off. I had some things I had to take care of. I am doing some remodeling. I mentioned that in episodes past, and I finally got all the drywall up, so now I can tape and mud it. Like The big stuff is done. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. I hate drywall, by the way. I'll do it, but I hate it. That's so funny. I love drywall. I just don't like finishing it. See, for me, finishing's the easy part. See, we should just tag team shit then. Oh, we. I like to hang it. I don't like to finish it. Ah, okay. Well, but I'm like good at it. Like I don't make it a shitty job. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> y- 
you say you love hanging drywall until you try to hang it in my house. Oh. Because the house was built in like 1905, 1907, something like that. And all the walls are askew and short dimensions. Like there isn't a right angle in this house. Right. And this is long before like building codes specified spaces between studs. Correct. And (sighs) and using straight lumber. Oh, my heart hurts for you. Yeah. Oh, it was not fun. (laughs) But it's mostly done now. Yes. Yeah. The the big stuff is done. And uh, we are are moving right along now. I can actually do the things that I said I was going to do at the end of the year for the show. But I had to get this big project kind of out of the way. But yeah, we're we're going to move right along here into 2024. So what are you going to get with this first episode? Well, dear listeners, you're going to get Dahlia D. Uh, you're going to get me. You're, uh, you're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't changed. We're going to get some uh, fun talk and topics because we have an interview with the beautiful Addison James. Uh. <laughs> uh, I can't with you right now. <laughs> Keep it together, Dick. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I'm trying. I am really trying. So we will talk all about that at the end of the first half. And the interview will be in the second half. And it is a fun interview. It is a bit of a longer interview, but not quite long enough that, you know, we don't talk in the first half to really give Pervert Nation their money's worth. So, well, and I know they all missed me terribly. So, how to get me back on the show, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> the cry for bringing you on as the first episode was dare I say, overwhelming. I bet. I bet like a whole three people said something. For those listening, take the under. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 So in my usual way, I want to make sure that I bring a sensitive topic, a poignant topic to the first episode of the year. I want to make sure that we are all dialed in to the importance and the message that this show delivers. Okay. Okay. My engine is revved. (laughs) (laughs) Really big penises. Okay. So here here is my thought. Uh Uh-oh. While I was working on the house, getting things done in life, a thought about large penises pops into my head. Okay. Oh, we were actually going with large penises. Yes, 100%. Oh, fuck yeah. I had- I'm immediately invested. <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling. But maybe not in the way that you think. I saw a video after I had this thought. Uh-huh. And it really solidified the thought. And let me tell you about the video first before I tell you about my thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was posted a couple times on Twitter by different people. It was a regular woman talking about the quote-unquote usable length of a penis and what would be <gasps> comfortable for a woman. Yes, with the, the with tape the, measure. With the tape measure, yes. Yes. So she says, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course. She says, 
a lot of women think they want a very large penis, like a 12-inch penis. But you don't really realize how long of a penis that is. And, I think actually the point, Dick, was okay. that men like to overinflate the size of their penis. <laughs> That's very. <laughs> it wasn't about the ladies on this one. <laughs> well, no, no, because she said that a four to six inch penis is more than adequate for pleasure because anything longer can hit the cervix. Right. Right. So, you know, she has her tape measure and she's going through it and she's like, uh, this is good. This is ouch. This is very painful. Things like that. And people were chiming in on it. So it made me feel good to have this thought. <laughs> there are a number of performers, if not men in daily life, that have a very long swing and hammer. It is just massive all day, every day. Uh-huh. You know, it's not a grower. It is a shower. And oh, yeah. They, I, I seen them. And they are showing massive dongs. My thought was, uh-huh. what do you do with it when you're not having sex? So here, here is the very deep philosophical thought that I had. Okay. If a guy has, let's say, a 10-inch penis that is long all the time. Uh-huh. When they are sitting on the toilet, what oh. do they do with it? <laughs> because if, if you put it in the toilet, it's going to touch water. And if you are going number two, then your penis is touching poo water. You okay, so I actually like have an answer for this because I dated somebody well, with a very large penis. Well, hold on, hold on. So, okay, okay. If you just have it like resting on the lip of the toilet or the seat of the toilet in front of you, then you can't pee, but it's also still touching the toilet. So would you then have to somehow hold and tuck? Like, is he bending it so far back that he can hit the poop as it comes out? Like, what is going on as you are sitting on the toilet with a large penis? The mysteries of the big dick explain. Are you guys fucking ready for this? <laughs> Please. I need to know. Okay. So I dated somebody who was like, maybe not quite 10, but he was like nine and a bit. Wow. That is very young. Uh, <laughs> wow. God damn it. I've been set up. <laughs> <laughs> Call the police. We got her. No. Oh, oh you mean penis length. I got you. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy of a joke. I wasn't passing that one up. Oh, I walked right into that too. Yes. Um, so when you're trying to do both, because I mean, the only real reason that you would sit down with a large penis like that is if you had to go number two. Correct. So he would sit and he did complain often that his dick would dunk. <laughs> And he called it Poseidon's kiss. <laughs> That's funny. Uh-huh. So what funny. he would do is he would do the, the dunk and then he would Ew. pee, Ew. right? And like kind of try and aim. And he did particularly like like the long toilets yeah. versus like your standard American toilet. Right. So because it gives you more dick room, I guess. Okay. And so he would pee and then he would like give it the shake and then he would pull it up and out. And then do the business. That seems like a lot of work. 
Well, when you got a big dick, there's extra responsibilities, I suppose. <sighs> I'm so glad I don't. That's, that's too much. I have too much on my plate to worry. To have to deal with the, the daily life stresses of a big dick. But how are you not afraid of what is already in the – because, like, say you go to a restaurant and mm. and your stomach becomes an issue. Right. You can't trust that that toilet is as clean as the toilet you have at home. Do you just take an HAP, which is high-altitude poop? Like, do you just kind of hope you hit everything and just kind of let everything, you know, you're, you're like a third squat? No, in that, you would pee first and then sit down. Uh, I, I don't know if I trust my GI tract to hold that all together if something were to be cut. Like... Uh, right before the holidays, I got a stomach virus. Oh, no. It was bad. That was three days of horrible. So maybe the issue is not having a big dick. Maybe the issue is your lack of kegeling. Oh, I can pull in a roll of quarters. <laughs> Don't think. That... <laughs> the visuals. <laughs> You're very welcome. Don't think that I... I'm not a Kegel master, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like there are certain things that come with having a large penis that people may not think of. I'm not saying feel bad for them because. Listen, you guys, okay. Oh. Having a big dick is a struggle and you guys <laughs> just don't understand. Okay. It's so hard to walk around with a big old dong just swinging between your legs. <laughs> Hashtag pray for long dongs. One like equals one prayer. That is very nice. <laughs> I mean, it makes up for it in other areas, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't. I don't believe it. You don't think so? No. So I need to hear from the listeners. What I are the need... pros and cons yes. of being Long Dong Silver? And let's say you are a gentleman of average penile size have you ever thought about what the problems of having a larger penis might be because try and imagine the other side of things guys correct how does the other half live that's right <laughs> they may live well but uh there are some unexpected issues big them. penis struggles that's right boy if there's a hashtag that needs to be made yeah. Like he used to have to tuck it in his waistband. Like not even when it was like hard, it would just like get in the way and be like, like he'd be on like the treadmill and it would like hurt from like bouncing off his leg. Yeah. See, there's no way I could deal with that. <laughs> and he used to have to tuck it in the waistband of his boxers and he always had to wear like compression boxers right. for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, uh, Hashtag big dong problems. Big dong problems, indeed. <laughs> Think about other sports where you have to wear a cup. What the oh, hell do you do? You got to get an extra large cup. You have, they're not that large, trust me. And then me. everybody knows you're packing. <laughs> At least with, like, hockey, you have the padded pants that would kind of hide it. But the custom work that would have to be done to protect that dong would be impressive. Maybe you just tuck it up with your balls. I mean, and if it's that long, I would imagine the weight difference that is thrown off. <laughs> you'd be just be skating in circles. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, isn't that a thought? This is the quality, hard-hitting, journalistic, integral part of the podcast world that Pervert Nation comes to listen to. Oh, 100%. Like, the things that you don't consider about a big old dick. You can't skate, apparently. You can't. You just can't. can't. Holy smokes. And because the interview that I have for this is a little bit longer, there's only one more thing that I want to get to, and then I'll start talking about the interview. Okay. For you, Dahlia, and for the listeners that may remember, I proclaimed my enjoyment and respect of a musical artist by the name of Olivia Rodrigo. Who I have since listened to, and I'm judging you real hard, Dick. As you should. As you should. Uh Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure, Dahlia, you are familiar with the FMK game, right? The what? FMK. Right, yes. Okay. And what is that for the listeners that may not know? Fuck, marry, kill. Thank you. I didn't want to say that naughty, naughty word this early in the show. But I'm allowed to say it? 100%. (laughs) Just make me do your dirty work. (laughs) Like, you do not have a more potty mouth than I do. Listen, if they're going after anyone, they're going after you. You and your your pottier mouth. So... (laughs) My pottier. <laughs> it's much more pottier than mine. You literally called me out on another episode for never swearing. <laughs> You're not wrong, but that doesn't mean you don't have a pottier mouth. So true. I mean, I've definitely seen more dicks than most toilets. That's so. right. <laughs> and think we of how many you've that. had in your mouth that have dunked in toilets. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I wanted to... That was, like, one of my main things. Okay, but regardless, you should be washing your dick before you put it in anyone's mouth, always. Let's say you go to a restaurant and the meal is so good. It's Uh so good that you are in the moment and you decide to do stuff in the car. There's no way if he goes to the bathroom at the restaurant that he's doing any cleaning by the time you're in that car. Right, but you pee and then you sit. I don't know. You hope that's what they do, is what I'm saying. Uh, Yeah, I pray. Yeah, get your shots. So, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what shots are going to help you, but anyway. (laughs) So. Oh, that's a horrifying thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saving it for the regular dick guys. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to worry about me, baby. It's clean. in your dating profile yeah. my dick has never once touched toilet water that's right. <laughs> he never done the dinky dunk never done the dinky dunk <laughs> so my my enjoyment let's get back speaking of let's get back to miss rodrigo so i didn't okay. realize how young she was oh no because i think she just turned 21 uh-huh. and for some reason i thought she was older so that put a little weird spot in my enjoyment of her and her music so why did you have like a sexual attraction to her music no not at all yeah i just i liked it yeah i I liked it but it was just one of those am i too old to like it yes kind of thing okay well there you go but you still do it anyway so it's fine a little bit so (laughs) uh, (laughs) i decided that 
in the FMK game that if she were to fall into a category, she would be a Mary. She's very funny and she's intelligent. She's a good songwriter. She's a good businesswoman. Uh-huh. So she would she fall your child it. bride? <laughs> she's 21. <laughs> because I have found a new one. Oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. And she is from your homeland of Canada. Is it Celine Dion? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> oh, goodness, no. How dare you? This show ends now. She's more like your age, right? <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> that's actually a good question. I wonder. <laughs> I'm going to look her up while you say that. Uh, I feel like that might have been shady. From you? Yeah, how old is she? I don't know. That's I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, she's gonna be old as fuck too. No, she's fifty five. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. No, like I, I just I find like I don't mind her music. I just find it's so beyond formulaic that mm. that here 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 he, it just everything sounds the same. It's like share. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they probably have very similar, if not the same, songwriters because it's all the same. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. So I am working on the house, and I have the TV on as I do, and I hear this song. I'm like, this is a rather catchy song. And I turn, and it's an actual video, like a music video. It's not just a song playing. And I was immediately enamored (gasps) by Tate McRae. I don't know who that is. Oh, my goodness. So. Gasp. So, so first, let, let me say this. She is also the, she's like 20, 21 years old because I looked it up to not feel creepy, but I felt very creepy and I'm okay with this one because. Because. She is very lovely and she, I guess, because when I looked up her age, it you know gives you a little background who she is. She did like dance at the Alberta Dance Academy or something like she's. Oh, yeah. She's- Canadian. She's Canadian. Oh my and, god. And in the video for the song Greedy, she is in a hockey arena. Oh, so you came in your pants immediately. Oh, it, it I saw her driving a Zamboni and I saw her dancing and because she's like super flexible because she was a dancer. Uh like doing flexible things and they gave her like old school vintage hockey equipment and she has a glove on. And I was just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this it is, really is that easy. It is truly that easy. If I could find a single, and they wouldn't even have to like the team. I like, if I could find a single woman that liked hockey, I'd be shout good. out everybody. Shout out. So I see this video and I'm like, song's decent, song's good. This makes me realize, by the way, that I put way too much effort into my porn. Why is that? Because the simplest things will just make you all nut in your pants. Like there is I'm I'm trying too hard. That's right. (laughs) And it's funny, I'm actually gonna talk about that in the next episode. Hey, whoa. (laughs) Hey, whoa. You're not allowed to agree with me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, that's we, mean. We we need difficult things. And we are <laughs> men are so hard to arouse. We're so complex. Yes, we are a Rube Goldberg device of <laughs> of steps that it takes to get us 
at a point of sexual arousal. Um, yeah, so I still feel a little weird, but because she is so sexualized in these videos that I'm a little bit more okay with it. So she would be the F of the FMK game. And I'm K. No, you're not K. You stop, <laughs> you stop right now. Okay, but if it's between the three of us... I didn't know I was adding you into this game. <laughs> well, of course. I inserted myself into the equation. <laughs> and that's why you die. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your business. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you found what seems to you a more appropriate um, F. thank you very much i appreciate that i've learned a lot from this have you yeah and i'm sure the listeners have too yes (laughs) tangle needs to get out more i think is what everyone is learning from this and women need to get into hockey that's right listeners of the show have found out that dick dangle thinks about long dongs and young singer songwriters (laughs) Beautiful. And now what does our interview have in store for us, Dick? Oh, my goodness. So my interview is with Addison James. Thank you very much to Don Juan DeMarco for the opportunity to speak to this amazing woman. She is very new to the industry, but because of her past business uh, success, I guess would be a word I would use. She is very ready mentally and emotionally to jump into the industry. We have an amazing talk about what she hopes to accomplish in the industry, her hobbies. And I think the listeners are really going to appreciate what she hopes to accomplish in the industry, but just the energy that she brings to the industry. She has some big goals, and I think she is going to be able to achieve them all. She's an amazing person. And we talked quite a bit, actually, after the interview, which was a lot of fun. I always appreciate when the interview guests give me that opportunity to just kind of hang with them and get to know them a little bit. But uh, I know the listeners are going to enjoy this interview So thank you very much to her, and thank you, Dahlia D, for being a part of whatever the first half of the show was. You're welcome, as always. Here to make things weird. If people want to see you get weird, where do they need to go? I actually just updated my website, and I'm really excited about it, so you guys should all go to it, even if you've been there before. It's www.daliad.com. That's D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E.com amazing i am at dickdangle.com that is my links page for all things dick dangle but if you want to download this episode straight from the site it is danglinafterdark.com and please listeners email me dick at danglinafterdark.com about long dong problems benefits issues that you may not have thought of or issues you thought of but you didn't have a place to voice them Or things that you've thought of that you want us to discuss. Ooh, that is very good. I am more than happy to hear from the listeners about what they would like to be talked about on this show. For sure. Yes. So, 
Thank you, one and all, for listening to this episode. Please enjoy my interview with Addison James, and please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Addison James, like Dahlia D, and all of the amazing people that you have heard on this show. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Keep those dongs out of the toilet water. And of course, long dong dangle on. <laughs> Don't worry, Dick will be coming back. Hi, this is Romy Rain, and you're listening to Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. I hope it hangs low and steady for you. He's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest may be new to the industry, but she is poised to take over the adult scene like a veteran. She has already worked for HotMilfsFuck.com, and with a number of high-profile studios having her on schedule, her beauty, talent, and professionalism will be on full display. If there is a name and performer you should remember to say that you got in on the ground floor because the penthouse suite is the next stop, it is the... The beautiful Addison James. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we get started with our conversation, could you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Sure. So my website is Addison James, A-D-D-Y-S-O-N, James, triple X dot com. I'm also on Instagram at official underscore Addison James. And I'm also on, um, what is the one where we're all selling our Only stuff fans. on? Only fans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I was told this is your first podcast interview. Is that true? I've had a local one here in Arizona. I've done a couple, but this would be my first industry podcast. Wow. Well, thank you for allowing me to be the first person industry-wise to interview you. I will do my best to hold you in professionalism and on the pedestal you belong on. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So because you are new to the industry and my audience, let's do a proper introduction. Uh, you were a successful businesswoman before entering the adult industry. What field was your success in and what drew you to wanting to be a part of the adult industry? Well, let me back up just a little bit further. I'm actually a veteran and I was in the Navy for five years. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. 
I was in the Navy and um, I was a helicopter mechanic. And then I also did some time on the aircraft carrier, working on the flight deck. So I've done all kinds of really cool things. And when I got out of the Navy, my skin was kind of a mess and I wanted to start taking care of it. I had never really known how to properly take care of it. So I started going to a med spa and, you know, doing the things and getting them the treatments. And within six months, my skin cleared up amazingly well. And I was so impressed. At the time, I was taking community college classes for business. And I said, nope, stop that. I'm going to go to beauty school. I, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And so I went to aesthetic school. And 21 years later, here I am. Wow, that's incredible. And it must be very rewarding to do that type of work because you have people that may not feel good about their appearance. And here you are being able to take care of some of their fears and some of the things that they don't like about themselves. Absolutely. You know, I definitely get all kinds in my office, but the, my favorite uh, clientele are the ones who are suffering from acne, you know, and then they have the low self-esteem or they've got a tattoo that was, a, there's a sad story behind it that they need removed, things like that. Those are the ones that really touch my heart. And those are the people that I, I absolutely love having in my chair every day. And I absolutely love what I do. The industry has changed so much since I started 21 years ago, the treatments are better, less invasive, better results. And, uh, you know, fewer and fewer people are having to go under the knife. Oh, I never even thought about that part of it. Yeah, for sure. And I can imagine just with the popularity of tattoos that that demographic of people wanting something or, you know, a big part of it removed has really taken off. It has, you know, I'll get people who, you know, they get that wedding ring tattooed on and oh. that they're going through that divorce. They want that. I've had people who, um, from sex slavery, you know, who were branded with tattoos oh. and those are really, really sad ones. And I just, my, I, you know, those are typically people, if I can give them the treatments, I will, mm. I I'm able to, I work for somebody who is so incredible that, that's not something I like to charge for. I, I want those guys to get a fresh start and really be able to um, feel good about themselves. And their stories are just heart wrenching. And um, I learned so much from them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I can't even imagine the weight you lift off of them when you do that. Wow. Very yeah. commendable. So what drew you to the adult industry? So I've always kind of love the adult industry. You know, I remember seeing Playboy when I was younger and it's so glamorous and the pictures were just beautiful and the women were beautiful. And I always looked at Playboy as a very classy magazine, you know, I, very public, you know, just the women are just incredible. And there was always this allure to it. And so even when I was in the Navy, I would always try to set up photo shoots and just do photos for myself. Okay. And I always said one day, I said, one day I'm going to be in Playboy. You know, that was my thing. That never happened. I never really pursued it. But I always loved being in front of the camera. And I've been told for a long time that I should have started an OnlyFans, especially during COVID and things like that. And I was like, oh, that stuff doesn't work. I don't think it's for me. I was kind of afraid of putting stuff out there on the Internet and how would it affect my current career and things like that. And then HMF, Hot Mills Fuck, um, actually reached out to me via Instagram and they stalked me 
but in the most appropriate way for three years. Oh my. And kept asking me, are you ready yet? Do you think you want to do this? And I kind of went back and forth. Yes, no, yes, no. Well, if I do it, can I do it with a boyfriend or does, you know, it doesn't work that way. I had no idea. Right. And, um, you know, but they were kind enough to always keep up with me. So they, they obviously clearly wanted me. They liked my look. And this summer I finally woke up one day and I said, I'm ready to do this. I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm living my life for me. I know that I'm going to be good at this, but let's just see what happens. And I called them up and they, they brought me in and the rest is history. When it came to either playboys or maybe watching adult films, were there specific people or specific models that you went that's what I hope to achieve when it comes to not necessarily their look, but maybe their level of attention that they're getting with the industry. Sure. You know, Brandy Love oh, yeah. is a big one that I follow. I mean, she's had such a tremendous career and she's, you know, she's a classy lady. Yeah. And that really appeals to me, you know, and that, you know, she's at a place in her career. I, you know, she probably doesn't have to work if she doesn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, and she probably calls the shots these days. And to be able to follow in someone's footsteps like that is the career I'm looking for. And I'm sure it was motivating to find people that you wanted to kind of model how your business would work in the industry around. Absolutely. You know, I realized when you first start this, it's kind of like, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I did my first video. I felt really great about it. I came home. I was super confident. I was like, Regardless of what happens, I am so happy. You know, next thing I know, HMF is calling me and I do three or four more videos for them. Fantastic. So at that point, it's when I really had to decide, okay, I'm going into this 100% or am I not? And I said, yes, I'm going to do this. But I also had to realize who am I and what is my branding? I am not going to say yes to every single job that comes my way because there's dollar signs in front of it. Right. And I think keeping that at the forefront of, Who am I and what am I happy about putting out there is really, really important to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's actually a question that I had with being successful in other fields and having that life experience. I'm sure that helped you in that progression, getting into adult and being able to kind of do things on your own terms. How much did those lessons help you as you got started? A million percent. Uh, you know, the fact that I'm older and that I've lived life and, you know, I've had trials and tribulations really helped me know that I can use my voice and I can say no and it's not going to kill my career. Mm-hmm. I can, there's certain things I might want to do, but I'm going to save those for later on the, down the line. You know, I've got a path that I'm creating and I don't have to put everything out there all at once. And it's okay. I also, just because an agency calls me, I don't have to say yes to an agency. Did you know you're capable of doing this on your own without an agency and you can still be really successful? Right. Who knew? (laughs) And I find it really exciting. Mm. You're leading me into a lot of questions for sure. How are you kind of pacing it? Because every person that enters the industry has different ways of doing it. You know, I'll, I'll do anal later or i'll do more not i'll say extreme but more extreme things later on down the road and some just come out of the gate and do it all at once how have you thought about this path that you are taking and how are you going to kind of process that okay how do i do what when 
Sure. So I did do one anal scene with HMF and it was fantastic, but I'm really not doing any more. I really am saving that for when the bigger production companies come looking for someone who hasn't really put any of that out and a manure face and I'm what they're looking for. Mm. I, I think sometimes when you put everything out all at once, it can um, prevent you from getting certain roles with certain companies because you're already out there and you've done every everything to, and nobody, you know, they're not interested in seeing that. Mm. They want to see someone that's fresh, that hasn't really put that, uh, the anal scene out there or the threesome out there, whatever it is. So I think just pacing yourself and is good. I think it's, I think it's going to be a positive for my career. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. So what would you consider your style to be? So because of my age, you know, I'm 44 and, you know, I'm kind of in that MILF role, but I look much younger than what I am. Agreed. So, you know, I actually think I can, I can fit into several different roles as far as categories, but I like classy. You know, I can be dirty and fun and this and that, but I can still be classy. Mm-hmm. And I love that real sexy, classy look and, and feel. And, and that's kind of what I go after. I like that. And I wish more people would bring that back for sure. Yeah. How much research did you do before fully committing to entering the industry? And When you were filming, as you started to make that transition to, yes, I think I'm going to do this, how much did you critique yourself when it came to angles and making sexy faces and things like that? I think I would overanalyze myself doing it myself. So, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, because I did my first four videos with the same company, I worked with the same guy, Tyler Nixon, the whole time. So he was fantastic. So he would coach me with by whispering in my ear, move this way or this way. So he was like a godsend. He was such a, a gift. And I really uh, owe a lot to him. And then, you know, HMF as a production company was really great. And they they explained a lot of things to me. They were very patient with me. And then, you know, I'd watch things and I'd say, oh, now I understand what they mean. I see where I could have done this a little differently or this a different. And I really just, every time I watch something that I do, you know, whether it's a photo shoot or, you know, it's my latest production, I want to learn something new on how to improve. Mm-hmm. I constantly want to improve and I, and I want to be better than I was before. Yeah. And I'm always open to, you know, constructive criticism because mm-hmm. I know that I'm new and I have a lot to learn. So I'm, I'm just ready to take it all in. So it sounds like you are comfortable watching your own scenes. That's actually surprisingly rare in the industry. I am. And and it's, it's really more of, for me, it's a learning and teaching moment for myself. So, cause what, you know, and I could watch something and somebody else might watch it and see something completely different, mm-hmm. but you know, I like to, I like to know exactly what I'm doing. And if I see a place for improvement, then that's what I'm going to work on. Yeah. Many performers talk about how time-consuming social media is or getting used to how much blood work that they have to get done. What have been some of the surprises when it comes to the adult industry that you've experienced early on? I would say one of my biggest surprises is how expensive the blood work is. Yeah. I'm a thousand percent on board for the blood work. I mean, they, that there's no exception to that for me. I, you know, testing is imperative, but the expense is pretty incredible. 
um, you know, anywhere from two fifty to over three hundred dollars, you know, every fourteen days. Yeah. So that kind of surprised me. And there is a lot that goes into the social media part, and that takes up a lot of time. And currently, I am not in this full time. You know, I'm still doing this part time. I still work forty hours a week at my regular job, oh, wow. and I'm doing this in between until I know for certain that I'm going to make enough money where I can quit my other job. And I'm getting there pretty quickly. Mm. But I've had to hire someone to help me. And I'm okay with that. Because yeah. I don't know it all. And if I try to do it all, it's not going to be very good. Mm. And again, for me, it's about branding and setting the expectation of when something comes out, people know what they're going to get with me. I don't want to half-ass anything. Yeah. I know that you are working with the HBX agency. And you also mentioned Tyler Nixon. Are there other people that have helped you in this transition to becoming a performer being so new? Um, I mean, my, you know, my PR marketing team has been amazing in teaching me a lot. Don's been fantastic. God, I, I feel like I have him on speed dial and just call him whenever there's just something. I'm like, can you look at this email and just tell me if it's legit? Um, so, you know, I'm very grateful to him. And, you know, there's some local you know, people here in Arizona that I've met with and just kind of had conversations with. I always find, you know, their input um, helpful as far as what they've experienced. But my goal really is to keep meeting people and just keep learning from them. Mm. And as far as HBX modeling or uh, agency, so I'm not signed by them, but they okay. they are a friend of a friend gotcha. and they are taking me on as a project per se. <laughs> And Michael's been fantastic okay. uh, and he's really helped me with some things and he's not making any money on that. I, I want to be, you know, let people know he's doing it because he thinks I have what it takes. Mm. And that's a really nice feeling when someone believes in you and they're willing to not take a dollar from you. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice for sure. In having all of these new scenes for you come out, you know, uh, your first boy, girl, anal girl, girl, are you worried about or were you worried about compatibility at all with your scene partners? Because not everyone approaches sex the same way. I was nervous about that. Again, you know, you don't I you know, you don't meet these people ahead of time. These are people that I've, I don't know. So I was a little worried, but I know how to have sex. Right. I enjoy having sex. The people I had sex with were beautiful, sexy people. So that all made it easier. And once I, you know, once I warmed up within a couple of minutes, it was just, I was, I was on and it, and it was, it was easy. Mm. The biggest thing, the takeaway, I guess, you know, especially after my doing my first scene with HMF, I didn't understand what all goes into it. I didn't understand all the breaks and all the positions you have to hold while cameras are being moved around. Right. I was so sore <laughs> from using muscles that I hadn't used before. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm not sore from the sex. I'm sore from holding positions. Right. And that was a huge learning moment for me. And I find it really funny. But people think that you go in and you just have sex for an hour and a half to two hours. And that's all you're doing. Sex is almost a, a smaller part of what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all the other stuff that transpires to make the video what it is. For sure. And like when you were doing photos of yourself for yourself, you know, you are just you taking a picture, but when you're with somebody else, you have to do what they call opening for the camera. So you are definitely in different positions than you would be in 
during just regular at home sex. Yes, absolutely. So I learned a lot that day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Are there any positions that while you have been working, you're like, you know what? This isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Or maybe it's like, ah, that's okay. And this isn't something I would take home, but it looks good on camera. You know, I've been enjoying reverse cowgirl more and more. Excellent. I had never done a ton of it. What I don't recommend is anyone saving that as the last position of the scene? Because that's terrible. That happened to me at HMF. That was the very last position of the day. And my arms were spaghetti. My legs were spaghetti. I, I don't know how I made it work, but I did. And um, I recommend doing that one early on. But um, I definitely am enjoying that one a lot more and definitely building up confidence doing it. When it comes to people that you work with, what do you look for when it comes to that partner, be it professionally, sexually, or on a personality level? You know, I think it's the same thing I look for in my everyday life. I want someone that's kind. I want someone that's respectful. I want someone that's, you know, well-groomed and takes care of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I want someone that isn't selfish and, and, you know, is worried about other people in the room besides themselves. You know, that's what I look for in anybody. And so that's always my hope when I go into meeting new people on set. I was reading the descriptions of the scenes that you've done. And what I appreciate about them is they give some interesting statistics. And one of them is how many orgasms you had on <laughs> each scene. Uh, so one, you had three orgasms, then eight and then 10, which is very impressive. Then I want to make sure I read this right. In working with Tyler Nixon, you had 18. That is correct. And in fact, they put a ticker on yes. the scene and they it ticked every time. And it was 18 times. Should I submit that to the Guinness Book of World Records? Yeah, you might have to send that. They, there's uh, the sexual world records. You may have to send it to them. <laughs> <laughs> that is Beyond impressive. So what was it about that that made you orgasm so much? Uh, you know, I just, I was super comfortable. Tyler made it very easy. The crew made it very easy. And once I'm in my element, I don't let anything, you know, the outside surroundings get in my head. I'm, I'm there to do a job, but I allowed myself to thoroughly enjoy it. it you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just here and be a robot. Mm -hmm. I'm not a robot. And so I put my whole heart and soul into it. And and they were, every single one of those was real. I don't know how to fake an orgasm, quite frankly. <laughs> um, and I'm a squirter as well. Oh so needless to say, the bed was literally soaked end to end. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I walked out of there. I should have I had an IV when I got done because <laughs> I was so dehydrated. <laughs> so... <laughs> so you got me all flustered with that answer. <laughs> so as your career progresses, are there topics, genres, or kinks that you would like to explore because now you have a safe and professional place to do so? I do. And, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you everything, but, you know, I definitely – at some point in my career, you know, I think I want to experience, you know, a DP on camera. That's something I'm, I'm saving. Um, I've only done, you know, in my life, 
you know, my real life, one or two ever. So to do that on camera with some outstanding people would be really fun. And, um, you know, I'd like to do more girl-girl scenes too. There are performers that you can tell that it's not their most favorite thing when it comes to women working with women. What is it about it that you enjoy so much? And another question, when it came to the orgasm situation, how can someone watching you on film tell that you are having an orgasm? Like, do you have a physical tell? I do have a physical tell. I mean, I literally go into convulsions. Like my whole body shakes, my, you know, my legs. It's not just the vocalization of it. it. You can see my whole body trembling. And actually, in one of those orgasms, I had to pause and I closed my eyes and I, I kind of went into outer space. I, I actually blacked out. And they were like, are you okay? I was like, and I could just shake my head. I physically couldn't speak. And it, and it took me a minute to come to. And I said, okay, I'm good. But I, I, I mean, I, you can tell. There's no getting around that. <laughs> it sounds like a runner's high. Yes, very much. <laughs> so what do you enjoy about uh, working with women so much? You know, I love women's bodies. I mean, you know, we're soft and we smell pretty and, you know, all the things and soft lips. And it's just a nice breakaway, you know, from the men. I mean, we're so used to being with men and, and I love being with men, but when you get to be with a beautiful, another beautiful lady, um, it's a really great moment. And I, I love sharing that. And, um, you know, I hope that I get more of those scenes. I saw on your social media that you will be attending your first AVN Expo in Vegas in January. I'm sure you are lining up scenes and content shoots but what are your feelings and what do you hope to accomplish through that week? So I'm very excited to be attending the AVNs. I think this is going to be a great time for me to really network and just meet a lot of people in person. So that is my biggest goal. You know, I have some great collabs that I'm going to be doing. Um, I can share a couple with you if you want. Oh, 100%. Please do. So I will be collabing with Mr. Richard Mann. Fantastic. So I'm excited about that. And I'm also going to be collabing with Mr. Gunnar Stone. Oh, very cool. Yes. So those are two. I probably have a couple other ones that will be coming up, but those are my two big ones. And again, to be working with two gentlemen in the, that have you know been around longer than I have and have a great deal of experience and, and all of that, it's such an honor that they were willing to you know, say yes to my request. I, I reached out to them directly and, and they were very kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was told that uh, you may be working with Corey Chase in Taboo Heat. I will be in uh, February. I'll be working with uh, Corey and her husband. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited about that. She's amazing. And so gorgeous. Yeah. She's a sweetheart too. She's really nice. Yeah. So it being a new world for you, as far as conventions go, are you going to just keep it very work and brand based, very professional? Are you going to cut loose a little bit, a little blend of both? Like, are you a fan of Vegas and are you going to allow yourself to relax? So I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to have fun. Something you might not know about me is I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober for 14 years, Congratulations. so I don't drink, 
I usually have more fun than the drunk people. So most people think that I'm drunk. So I'm a great, I have a great time, you know, so I want to do a little bit of both, but you know, with what I've got set up on my schedule or whatever continues to be set up, that's important for me to keep those commitments. So, you know, work is a priority and just me again, making those contacts and getting my, you know, shaking hands with anyone and everyone that I can and just let people know that I'm here. And it's probably going to be difficult because as you meet all these people and the people in the adult industry are just so nice. And I would imagine you're just going to be like, I want to work with you and I want to work with you. And like, (laughs) how do you keep yourself calm and and not look kind of over anxious to, uh, to meet anybody? Yeah, I, um, I was thinking about that. (laughs) I I think I will just smile and, shake my head and be pretty and, uh, you know, not, not scream and shout and carry on like a schoolgirl. I will be inside, but, um, I'm just excited. Mm -hmm. But again, what I will tell you is going back to the beginning, I don't say yes to everything. You know, there's some people who have reached out to me that want to do collabs. And when I do my research and I look at them, you know, when I'm going to put some real honest truth out there and people might not want to hear this. When I look at some of the people they've collabed with, to each their own. Let me start there, to each their own. But those are not people I want my name associated with. And if I associate with the person doing the collab, it's also going to associate with the the other people that they've been with. And again, that doesn't fit my branding. And I'm very cautious of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So again, to each their own. And there is a place for everyone. I truly believe that. But I do my research and I don't say yes to everyone. That's a great place to be. So one thing that you don't know about me, because this is our first experience together, is I like to go through people's social media and ask them questions about some of the posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions about some recent posts? I love to. All right. So the first one wasn't all that long ago, and it says, who wants to keep me company tonight? And it was just a lovely picture of yourself promoting some of your subscription sites. So let's get to know you a bit on a personal, romantic level. What type of person are you attracted to? Give me traits, personality, maybe even skills. What do you find sexy? I find a man that works with his hands sexy, Um, you know, a little more on the rugged side. I love that. And um, someone who is a little more dominant, you know, someone who likes to open the door can be a little more old fashioned in that sense. That's really sexy to me. Okay. So. All right. I'm, I'm just saying I'm like four of those five. So (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm I'm messing with it. So when you meet somebody that you are attracted to, how do you let them know that you are willing to bring them in without telling them overtly? You know, I just think based on, you know, the conversation and perhaps the questions that I'm asking them to, which would kind of give them the signals. But um, right now, I'm not letting anybody in. (laughs) I am. I am being super selfish. And I am doing every, I am living my life right now. And um, it's going to take a superior, amazing 
incredible human being to walk into my life to get me to change my mind about that. Because right now I'm just very focused on what I'm doing and I don't want any distractions. Mm. But, you know, anything can happen. And I, I definitely will remain open if that shall happen. Yeah. Oh, that's good. When you have that kind of freedom in your brain, it's such a wonderful place to be. Yeah. Now, the next post I would like to ask you about, you wrote Lonely Hotel Night. Tell me what I should do. And once again, a lovely picture of you. So when it comes to the adult industry, it is filled with travel. What do you do in hotel rooms when you travel? I'm so boring. <laughs> I am. I'm such a homebody. I will. If there's a bathtub, I take a bath. I love to take baths. But a lot of the hotels these days don't have baths. So I usually will take a nice long shower, get myself prepped for the day before, into the day, you know, the next day. And um, I'll order in, I'll order Postmates or something and have dinner. And then I just snuggle up and I watch TV, you know, and usually TV and working on my phone. I mean, I'm usually always working. But um, yeah, I'm pretty boring. I I wish I wanted to go out and do more and explore some of the, you know, a few of the places that I've been. But I really, you know, because I'm essentially working two full-time jobs right now, mm. I'm tired. <laughs> so when I get the chance to lay down and rest, I take it. Yeah. So I think what may be the most important question, how do you treat your hotel room? Are, are you? How a, do I treat my hotel room? Are you a slob? Are you clean? Do you make your bed before you leave for the day? I'm clean. Okay. If I'm by myself, let me, let me, let me, let's rephrase that. If I'm in a hotel room by myself, a single, a single Addison, then I'm clean. If I'm fucking in that hotel room, it's going to be destroyed. And we're going to need new sheets and new blankets and all the things, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's going to be destroyed end to end. Okay. So, but in general, yes, I, I, you know, I keep it picked up. I keep it clean. I put stuff in the trash. I don't just throw it on the floor. You know, all of those things. I like to take my towels and I, put all my towels in the shower or the bathtub for them, you know, and keep it all together. So, yeah. All right. Excellent. Good answer. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Are you someone that likes really good hotel rooms or do you just make do with wherever you could find? You know, I like nice hotel rooms. I like things that are clean, Mm -hmm. you know, so really kind of that, you know, Marriott's kind of the, the baseline that I'll, I won't go anything below a Marriott. Smart. I'm not staying at a Motel 6. Oh, I'm sorry. That hurt. That's not <laughs> happening. Um, so if anybody's listening, do not book me at a Hotel 6. <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, at the same time, I, I have to be at a place that is clean and I feel safe at. Hmm. I, I think that's important. Hmm. The next post I'd like to ask you about, you wrote, had the best time in nature with my tribe. Duke had a blast camping for the first time, and the cooler weather was just what we needed. We are definitely living our best life. So, obviously, you like to be outdoors. Now, when you say camping, what is camping to you? Like, are you putting up tents, making a fire, doing the whole thing? Or is it more, I don't say bougie, but, you know, is it a little bit more like a fixed building, like a cabin? Yeah, so... So, you know, I'm a farmer. I grew up on a dairy farm. So I'm used to be getting dirty, covered in shit. Like you look at me and people don't believe me, but I grew up on a dairy. I worked on a dairy farm. I'm all about hard work. Yes. Camping is putting up tents, building a fire, 
you know, all of those things. And so I got the opportunity. My my friends asked me to go up to their property up north in Arizona, and I got to take my my boy boy Duke with me, my seventy five pound pit mix, who's the love of my life, Aww. and um, we had the best time. And he had never been camping, and you know, really just getting to explore the woods. And it was so great to watch him. And it was just quiet. The phones didn't work. Everything was kind of shut down. I was just with my friends. It was. Uh, my friends and their eight-year-old daughter who I adore. And it was just peaceful and calming. And it was really nice. It was a nice reset. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So how old is Duke? Duke, I think he's about six, maybe seven. I got him from a rescue. Oh. He was actually one hour away from being euthanized. Oh. And we saved him. And, he, you know, I got him after my girl that I had gotten from a rescue uh, after she passed away. I had her for 18 years. Oh, wow. Yes. And then I got Duke after, and he's just a wild man and uh, crazy. And he he's the best snuggler. And I just adore him. I adore him. Aww. I miss him the most when I'm traveling. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So beyond camping, what do you like to do for fun and relaxation? I'm a big beach girl. So if, you know, anywhere where there's a beach, I love to go to the beach or I love to go boating. I love to go out in razors, things like that. I love restaurants. I love great, you know, great restaurants and, and things like that. Although I'm a super picky eater, oh. I still like to go to nice restaurants. I don't eat fruit and I hardly eat any vegetables. I've never eaten a salad in my life. <laughs> I can't swallow lettuce. I gag on it. I know it sounds crazy. I'm a weirdo. But... You know, I and again, being outside, I, I love being outside, and I'm glad that I live somewhere now where if 73 degrees is our winter, I'm really happy, and I'm not freezing my ass off in 20 below zero weather and snow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your picky eating leads me to so many questions. So let's say you get a burger or a chicken sandwich. Do you say yeah. no lettuce? No lettuce, no tomatoes. Don't even put it on my plate. I do not wow. want it on my plate at all. Do not put it on the side. Man. And if they put tomatoes on my burger or chicken sandwich or whatever, take that back, remake it because I'm allergic to tomatoes. Total lie. I'm not allergic, <laughs> but I don't like the juice of tomatoes. It tastes bad and it smells bad and it makes me sick to my stomach. So I make them remake it. I know I'm the worst, <laughs> but that's probably the most high maintenance thing about me. I'm really a low maintenance girl, but that is, I would say that's the most high maintenance thing about me is, is making sure my food is right. <laughs> Cause I'm so picky. <laughs> that is, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, growing up on a dairy farm, I'm really particular about my meat and burger. You know, okay. I don't eat in and out who eats in and out. I, I don't understand the, the craze about in and out. Agreed. I want real meat that came from a farm grass fed and, and all that stuff. That's what I crave. I, you know, I want it from the people who, Oh, that raised it. Right. Yeah. And it has flavor still. Right. And you can definitely tell when you have, you know, more of like a, a box store hamburger compared to a really good piece of meat. Yeah. yeah. I like a good piece of meat. <laughs> so, <laughs> funny. <laughs> so being raised on a dairy farm, Whole milk only, or do you do the 2% skim? Um, no. So, you know, when I left home and went to the Navy, 
milk, no milk tasted good to me. It all tasted watered down because it wasn't, I used to drink milk straight from the tank, Oh right. you know, like right out of our tank. So it was super thick and creamy. And so I, that took an adjusting to, but I tend to always reach for whole milk still. Okay. Yeah. There are a lot of like schools and universities that are going back to whole milk. And I don't know yeah. if it has to do with the nutrition or the taste. I mean, I'm not sure, but I like to see everyone going back to whole milk. Yeah. It doesn't scare me. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look into the future. What do you hope to create and what are your goals for, let's say, the upcoming year? Because you sound like a person, because of your business experience, you probably have like a three-year plan and a five-year plan. <laughs> but what are you hoping to create over, let's say, the next year? You know, the next year, you know, I'm really excited about. My hope is to be in this full-time and not work my other job as much as I love it. I think that transition is going to happen um, probably sooner rather than later. So that's exciting. And, you know, I am excited to hopefully get the opportunity to work with some of the bigger production companies that's on my list. And, it, and within those production companies, get to work with some really, you know, A-list people. That's another one of my goals. Mm. I also like to, you know, say that I see a lot of people on social media, you know, because they're in this industry, everything they talk about or everything they do is sex, 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 sex. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're in the sex industry, but there's so much more to all of this than sex. So, you know, the things that are important to me is teaching women, especially I would say the 18 to 25 year olds who haven't lived life, you know, learn how to use your voice. I want to teach them to use their voice. It's okay to say no. It's okay to do this. It's okay to change past. Just because your agent says you, they want you to do this because of the amount of money, you can say no. I think it's really important to encourage, and I'll say men and women of you know younger ages, that it's okay to use your voice. It's okay to ask questions. Just because someone tells you to do it and wants you to do it doesn't mean you have to or doesn't mean it's okay. And you don't have, and don't fear that you're going to be an outcast because you do that. Mm -hmm. I just think that's so important. And that's one of the biggest things that I, I want to really talk about and spread on my platforms. I love your passion. I love your approach. I love your professionalism. I love your personality with all of that combined. I think you are going to make major waves in this industry. I think you have everything it takes to do so, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck. I truly thank you for your time and allowing me to interview you, and this was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to watch your career unfold and blossom. I think it's going to be an amazing watch from where I'm at. Well, thank you so much for having me, and next time when you have me back, Okay. hopefully I will have a lot of big things to report. I hope so as well. You have an open platform here. Anytime you want to come on, you let me know because I know the audience is going to love you. And yeah, it's going to be some big things for you in 2024 for sure. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. So one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody once again where they could find you online and on social media? Yes, you can find me on my website. Addison James, A-D-D-Y-S-O-N, James, triple X.com. 
And my Instagram is official underscore Addison James. Very nice. So once again, thank you very much. Have a wonderful new year. Have a great time at AVN in Vegas. And hopefully I get to see you at a convention down the road. Awesome. Thanks so much.